ushers will bring you on. It's our gift to you. We want to make sure everybody has a copy of the Word of God. We want to really encourage you again, get in the Word of God. Study the Bible. Uh, know what God has to say. You know, David said, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Some of us have hidden God's word so well, we can't find it. We need, to, we, we need to get back in that book. You need to study the word of God. You get, it, it's going to give you direction. You, you know, the Bible says that they that are led by the Spirit are the sons of God. The only way to be led by the Spirit is to give the Spirit something to work with. And the, you're only going to learn to recognize the voice of God by understanding his word. And the more you're in the word, the easier it is to clarify God's voice in your life. When you can hear God, you can do crazy good things and get great results. Amen. So let's be people of the word. Look at somebody real close to you. Say, get in the book. Amen. You guys got your Bible with you today. Let's stand together one more time. Make a confession together. Hold your Bible up. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Say, I have an open mind and a teachable spirit from this moment forward. I will never be the same. Shout that out. Never, never, never. In Jesus' name. Come on, give God one more big praise. Father, you're worthy. Amen. We're excited you're here today. We're believing God for great things, not, not just for the church, but in every family, in every home. You know, in order for us to have a, 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 a great church, it's got to be filled with great families. And in order to have great families, we've got to have great individuals in those families. Amen? So when we're talking about God doing good things in the house, we're also talking about your house. We, we need you to know what it is to walk in victory and power and see the, uh, you know, the manifestation of the presence of God in your life on a daily basis. Amen? And even on a holiday weekend, God shows up. Isn't God good? Happy Independence Day. Amen. Aren't you glad you're free? Yes. Amen. You know, in 1776, when they signed the Declaration of Independence, it was 1787 before the war was over. Freedom began at the Declaration, but it wasn't free. Right? It wasn't free. I mean, you, you, you just go study history and you find out that there were some people that died so that we'd have the freedom to worship, so that we'd have the freedom that we take for granted on a daily basis. And it's, it's not shocking to, to realize that anytime you make a declaration, it comes with opposition. Anytime you make a declaration, it comes with with opposition. Freedom is never granted voluntarily by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. There are areas of your life where you have yet to experience great freedom and you're praying, you, you fast, you, you, you sow seed, but still there's something that's got to rise up inside of you that causes you to make a, a, a different level of demand for that freedom. You, you have victory. You have the victory. You have the victory. You are victorious. You are an overcomer. You've got what it takes to win in every situation. 
But Matthew eleven twelve says, from the days of John the Baptist, even until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. The violent, you, you have to have a tenacity inside of you that refuses to back down. Because when you make the statement, as for me and my house, we're going to serve God, hell comes to find out if you're serious. Have you noticed? You know, I, I'm going to walk in joy. And for the next seven days, everybody you meet ticks you off. Come on now. I, I'm going to have joy. You can't even get off the parking lot before you feel like cussing somebody out. Well, that's just normal. That's what happens. You make a statement. You make a declaration. And you're going to have to fight to prove you mean it. Think about, and this is kind of off, off track just a little bit, but th- think about the politicians in 1776 who, who were shouting, give me liberty or give me death. I wonder how many of our politicians today would take that kind of stand. <laughs> I wonder how many believers today are willing to say, I want what God says I can have, and I'll fight if it kills me. I'm going to get what God says I can have. You know, when we stand up and hold our Bible up and say, this is my Bible, I am what it says I am, we don't, that's not just a cue for him to start the tape. It's a reality that we believe I am who God says I am. The problem is, is that a lot of people don't have any idea who God says they am. Because they, you know, they just haven't gotten in that book. You're under the impression that if you attend services, that it's about, you know, somehow by osmosis, that you're just going to be transformed in, into a, you know, a superpower. But it's going to take a little bit more than just sitting in the room. See, I think, I think sometimes what we do is, uh, you know, we, we, we preach a message and, and because it's got the word in it, it's a message of hope, right? So we're sowing seeds of hope, but faith is the substance of things hoped for. And Romans ten seventeen says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. What the word of God does is position you to hear. But faith, real faith, God faith comes by hearing. The word of God, hearing comes by the word of God. Am I making sense? The word of God opens the door for you to hear. It trains your ear to hear. When, when Shelby calls me on the phone, I don't have to hand the phone to one of the boys and say, is that, is that your mama? She's, she's spoken to me enough that now I know her voice. Nobody has to convince me. Matter of fact, the more intense the moment, the more clear her voice is. <laughs> you guys can relate, huh? She talked to you like that too? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, isn't it weird? The, the heavier the situation, the easier it is to understand what someone that you're in close relationship, what, what they're really saying. Why is it when life goes crazy, we often have a hard time hearing God? 
it ought to be that the more intense the situation, the more ease we have at really hearing God. But see, we haven't developed our ear. We haven't trained our ear to hear. How do I train my ear to hear? Well, start by getting in that book. Get in that book. I am who God says I am. Well, who does God say you are? You know what I've, you know what I've learned over the years is that when a message is coming forth and that, that, that message is being uh, spoken, I'm, I, you know, God is telling me one thing and he might be telling Shelby something totally different. He's dealing with her in a totally different area, a totally different aspect. I've even had people come up to me, and Jim and I were talking about this this week, that, and he's experienced it too, and people come up and they say, you remember when you said this, and they rattle off something, and man, that just changed my life, and I know I never said that. But the Spirit of God must have, because it was pretty good. So I went ahead and took credit for it. <laughs> yeah, that's right, I remember when I said that, and I go back and write it in my notes, so I say it next time. The Spirit of God just speaking to you, and clearly you, you know i think there are times you know well you know have you heard the audible voice of god i don't know i've heard god speak so clearly that it seemed audible but nobody else heard i remember the very first time i knew god spoke to me i was only about eight years old on a platform in coquille oregon we had lived uh, for 10 days in the, in a little uh, storage house where they kept the rummage goods because they had rummage sales every saturday to uh, you know, to provide financial support to the church. And so we were sleeping in a house filled with dirty clothes. It was great. And uh, there, there, was a, there was a stuffed tuna with cobwebs all over it above the fireplace. And uh, for 10 days, well, when we first got there, the, the pastor got up and he said, hey, the Fields family is going to be with us in services for a while. And I want every family to sign up in the back tonight and we're going to take turns feeding them lunch and dinner. Well, everybody in the church was on government assistance, and so they were all getting uh, Velveeta cheese and tuna fish. So for 10 days, twice a day, we had cheese and tuna. And then we went home at night and looked at a stuffed tuna covered with cobwebs above the fireplace. <laughs> First night of those meetings, they carried a little girl in there. The, gal, the mom played piano, and so she brought her daughter to church, and they had wooden pews, and they carried her in there. She had metal braces on her legs. She could, couldn't walk. She'd never walked. And they laid her down on the pew, and Mom come up and played the piano. And Right off the bat, I told my dad, and I'm eight years old, I told my dad, I, I want to pray for that girl. What was her name, Mom? Adrian? Is that right? Seems right. It's not quite right. It doesn't make any difference what I say. It's not quite right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyways every day I told him I want to pray for that girl finally on Friday night I'd driven him crazy and he, he asked the mother could, could my son pray for your daughter and they brought her up to the platform and, and, and I, it's, it's, it runs like a movie in my head I'll never forget it the platform was really high and the, she, they sat her down there on the edge of the platform and, and uh, I came up eight years old she was also eight I came up and I laid my hands on her and she began to kick and scream and and four men held her down to the ground and when I was done praying I just turned around and walked away and they picked her up and carried her out and that night my dad held 
held me on his lap and said, are you okay? You know, you're going to be all right. And I, I don't know what he thought I, that I was expecting, but all I knew all week long was that I needed to pray for that girl. And on Sunday morning, they brought all the children up in the front and they stood across. They had what they called a tin pan band. They had pie plates and pots and pans and they banged them together. And they sang, Jesus loved me and had a penny march. Boys on one side, girls on the other. Prosperity church. And, uh, and as they were doing that, they had me on the platform standing right in the middle playing my guitar because they thought that was pretty cool. Eight-year-old playing the guitar and the kids singing and Adrian got up off the back row and she pushed herself. She slid off her stomach into the center aisle and she walked down the center aisle. I got to tell you something, we had revival break out right about there. People jumping over pews and screaming and shouting and my mom was there for the weekend. She ran to the car and came in and got a camera and was taking pictures. And My world went slow motion as Adrian walked down the aisle. I heard God speak for the first time and he said, you'll do this the rest of your life. And I got to tell you, there, there have been moments in my life where I've tried to do other things and that voice would come back. You know, I don't know if it was audible. Nobody else heard it. But at eight years old, I sure thought it was audible. I was looking around. I think God wants to talk to you that way. I think God wants to direct your life. I think he wants to position you to win and succeed in every situation. But we have got to train our ears to really hear God. We, we have to open ourselves to let God speak. Well, people that hear from God, people that talk to God make me nervous. I think you ought to be nervous about people who don't talk to God. I, I, think, we, I think we ought to be giving God the opportunity to speak. I think if you look in his word, you find out he talked quite a bit. I don't think God's trying to be silent. I think God wants to talk to you. I think that's why Matthew said anyone, anyone who hears God and does what he says is wise. And anyone who hears God and doesn't do it is a fool. It's because anyone can hear God. Anyone. God can direct your life. But you won't know who God says you are if you're not in the book because you won't understand his voice when he's speaking. It'll just sound like every other voice. But the more time you spend with God, the more clear his voice becomes. I have what God's word says I have. Well, what does God say you have? I can do what God says I can do. I, I'm here today to tell you that when God says you can do it, there's not enough power in hell to stop you from doing what God said you could do. But a lot of us, we don't know what God said we could do. We'll even hear, uh, you know, a word or a scripture and we'll, we'll take that as our own and that's good. But, you know, there's still something totally different between a word of God and a word from God. And it's the voice behind that word. It's the voice of God. I said, it's the voice of God. Look at your neighbor and say, it's the voice of God. Look at 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 17 through 22. It says that when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king, the Philistines were the enemy. When the enemy heard that David had been anointed, they all went up to find him. They, they weren't coming up to congratulate him. They were coming up to confront, to challenge his authority. They, they came to do war against him, and David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. I want to ask you today, when you hear the enemies coming, where do you go? What is the stronghold that you run to? Where do you go when trouble comes? You know, when you're not feeling well, what's the first call you make? Your pharmacist? Maybe you should take the gospels. 
Just a thought. Look, look at the next one. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley. The, man, the Philistines just spreading out. We, we're going we're gonna to take you out. You, you've been anointed. We're here to confront you. Look, look at verse 19. David inquired of the Lord. And he said, should I go up? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said, go up. Look at what David did. David heard the enemy was coming. And David went and talked to God. How do you want me to handle this? You'll read on, I'm sure, in your study this week as you read the rest of this chapter. And you'll find that in just a couple of verses, it happens again. And David goes again. And many of us, we miss the point. We think, well, we did it this way last time, so we'll do it that way every time. And we'll get the same result. No, not always. Because the next time, God tells him, don't go. See, I think God wants to direct our lives every day in every situation, every decision we make, we ought to be going to God. We ought to be talking it over. We ought to be having the fellowship with God. We do not, do not, listen to me, to do what God has called us to do, we can't be believers but live like we're lost. And when I say live like we're lost, I'm not talking about hitting the tavern every night or, or, or you know, smoking doobies behind the, the wood pile. I'm talking about living without victory, living without demonstration of the presence of God, going through life on our own. That's how the lost live. That's how people who don't have a connection to God have to maneuver their way through life. But we don't have to live that way. We have the awesome opportunity to have God's involvement with every step. Psalms 118, the Lord is on my side. Not, not on my team, on my side. He's stepping, that's when I step. He's right here, right next to me. He said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. He hasn't lost your address. You didn't get a new number and he didn't get notified. He knows exactly where you are, exactly what you're going through. He knows how to position you to win. He knows more than you know. Yeah, we ought to be, thank God. Jeremiah 33, 3, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things you don't have a clue about. God said, I want, I want to give you the inside scoop. I, I, I want to tell you what to do when recession hits. I want to tell you how to think when trouble shows up. I want to tell you how to respond when relationships are, are getting shaky. I, I, want, I want to give you the inside information that will insist that you come through. Doesn't mean that you're not going to go through problems, not that you're not going to have chaos. When the enemy hears you're anointed, they're coming. See, when the enemy hears that you're taking a stand for freedom, he's going to find out how serious you are. When the enemy finds out that you're going to walk in love, he's going to find out if you meant it. When the enemy finds out that you are going to live to give, it, well, he's going to just send you an extra bill. He's going to challenge that change that you're attempting to make. What's our response going to be? Well, we've got to run to our stronghold. Hello? We, we, it ought to be the book. I rejoice at your word, O oh God. I rejoice 
at your word, O God. Why? Because it's insight, revelation. It's powerful. Somebody say powerful. Hmm. Look at Psalms 29, verse 4. I'm bouncing around, so it's going to be hard for her today. Verse 4. Go down to 4. It's right after 3. Her name was Adrian. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is powerful. Powerful. The voice of the Lord. I got to tell you, man, when you hear the voice of the Lord, changes everything. Everything. Doctor can be standing there alongside your bed telling you you got 30 minutes and you'll hear the voice of God say, you will not die but live and give glory to God. And it changes everything. Everything. The voice, powerful, full of power. The word power simply means the ability to produce results. The ability to produce results is in the voice of God. Think about it. God speaks, let there be light. What happened? Exactly what he said. God didn't say what he saw. He saw what he said. How many of you know there's a big difference? He didn't see. He didn't say what he saw. He saw what he said. He, he didn't see the future. is dark. Because he knew he could speak. And when he spoke, it would change the future. Whatever you're looking at today, the voice of God has the power to change it. The voice of God has the power to produce results. The voice of the Lord is filled with power. Filled with power. Filled with power. Filled with power. I got to tell you something, man. I'm about ready to go Pentecostal on you. Because uh, what, what God wants you to have. See, I've been talking to God. I'm one of them crazy people. I've been talking to God. You know, the last couple of weeks, it's just been nuts, hasn't it? I don't know about your world, but my world's been crazy. Every time we turn around, we have to get in the car and drive to Seattle or get in the car and drive back or have to get in the car and go somewhere. You have to get, you know, just going, 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 going. But just spending time. You know, finding that place to get with God and, and God and the voice of the Lord every time. You know what? He's telling me the same thing over and over and over and over and from all these different perspectives and angles. And you know what God's going to do in your life? He's about ready to start unlocking the power of results. God's been, yeah, God, God, God's been talking to me about people who are, who, who are, who, who, you know, you've prayed, you've tithed, you've fasted, you've done everything, you're still not getting results. Why? Well, because we, we're trying to do it without the voice of the Lord, but God's about ready to clarify his voice in your life, and you're about ready to see results like you ain't never seen before. Mm. I, we don't live by what we feel, Right? But I just felt the Holy Ghost run up and down my back. Sweet Lamb of God. 
The voice of the Lord is powerful. You know what's going to be funny is some of you guys that are still on the edge, you're still questioning, what, well, you know, I don't know about the voice of God. I don't know. He's, he's going to scare you in the middle of the night. He's going to speak. I hope he doesn't do it when you're at the drive-thru over here at Espresso World. Just ready to order and God starts talking. <laughs> that person inside the room is going to think you're crazy. God is going to position you to see, let me just prophesy, to see incredible results. Incredible results. I hope you're ready. Well, you know, it, it, maybe, in, maybe in their lives, but in mine, you know, I've just lived this. It's just the way we've lived. God's about ready to turn your world upside down. He's going to mess you up for good. We're taking you by the nap of the neck into the promised land, whether you want to go or not. Just, they, I, man, there's just too much anointing in the room right now to not tell you God's going to speak to you. Like he ain't never spoke before. He, he, he's, I think he's in the mood to talk. All we got to do is get ourselves in the mood to hear. We ought to be so, if you understood the power that's locked inside the voice of God, trust me, you'd turn TV off for just a little bit. You'd change some of your plans. You, you'd find some time to get in a place where it's you and God and him talking to you. How, how, do I, how do I know if it's the Lord? <laughs> Trust me, you're going to know. When I heard you're going to do this the rest of your life, it didn't take but a moment to realize that was God. I have a, a, a friend who God... God spoke to him to, about a specific thing, to do a specific thing, and he tried to act like he didn't know it was God. Now, that, that might have just been me. But it didn't work. You know, how many of you have ever had God speak to you and you just kind of argued a little, a little bit? Just, just a little bit. I think anybody who's pressed in to hear God has eventually heard God and then argued with God but not one of us have ever won that argument. You, you, we have to give you full disclosure this morning that when you hear God, he expects you to obey. Maybe that's why we're not really pressing in. Remember when Jesus was asleep in the boat and the, the disciples were dealing with a storm? And finally, they went down and woke him up. I think a lot of us, we're in the storm of life, and we got Jesus in the boat, but we just letting him sleep. Because when he wakes up, he's going to see just how far off course we really are. Should I wake up, Jesus? Not yet. <laughs> let, let him rest. He'll get you back on track, guys. I said, he'll get you back on track. Look at your neighbor and say, you, you might as well wake him up. Real quick, I, I want to give you four, four things you need to do to increase results in your life, okay? Four, four things that you need to do to begin to really hear the voice of God. And you want to hear 
God's voice. Number one, meditate the word. Meditate the word. Read it and repeat it. 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 Get in the word. Meditate the word. Chew it over. Well, I don't understand what it says. Get in it anyways. Keep going. And pretty soon it'll begin to unveil itself to you. Get in the word of God. Look at Joshua 1.8. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night so that you can observe to do all that is written therein. Then you're going to find great success. Look, then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you're going to deal wisely. Then you're going to know what to do. After you have meditated the word, the book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. Keep it in your mouth. But you shall meditate on it day and night. Day and, on the good days and the bad days. When, when, it's, when the sun's shining and you're feeling good. And in the middle of chaos when it's dark and you don't know what to do. Meditate the word of God. So that you may observe and do according to all that. You know, you can never do what you didn't hear. So you got to meditate the word first. You got to get in there and meditate the word first. You got to get your mind riveted to the word of God. You got to get addicted to the word of God. If you are going through your day without God's word, realize your number one ambition in life is to develop the daily discipline of getting in the book. Get in the book. If you don't know where to start, start in Proverbs. If you don't know where to start, well, if it's the fifth, then go to chapter five and start reading and read a chapter of Proverbs every day. Don't read it as fast as you can. You're you're not in the 10th grade in high school trying to get done so you can go out and play. No, take your time. Read that verse by verse over and over and meditate the word. Start training yourself to get a dose of the word of God every day. Every day. Every day. I think what some of us should do is refuse to eat until we've been in the word. Then the first thing we'll do is open the book. Right? Wouldn't it be cool if if your refrigerator had a lock on it and it wouldn't open until you had read some scripture? We'd all know most of the Bible. Okay. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you, you shall meditate. You, who's he talking to? You, you shall meditate on it day and night. Number two, you got to practice the word. Practice the word. Look at Psalms 119 verse 162. I rejoice at your word as one who finds great spoil. Man, you, you get into this word and you're going to find out that that word is going to solve problems every day. And it's like finding nuggets of gold just right there. It's been there the whole time. Been there the whole time. You remember when you got born again? Do you remember when the light came into your darkness and and just revolutionized your life. But he'd been there the whole time. He'd been there the whole time. Why did I live without God? He'd been there. Why have we lived without the word? It's been there the whole time. I rejoice at your word. Because it's going to tell me what to do. It's going to give me insight and direction, revelation, 
Check this one out. Psalms 119, verse 100. I understand more than the aged because I keep your precepts, hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying them. I understand more than the aged. I am positioned in a group of my peers. I know more because of your word. I can see better, more clearly, more distinctly than everybody else in the same situation because of your word. Because I heard it, I received it, I love it, and I obey it. You got to practice his word. How about we just start doing what the Bible says? I said, how, how about you just start doing what the Bible says? Practice the word. Practice the word. Maybe take, instead of taking a swipe at your spouse, just love her. Maybe instead of speaking death into a situation, how about, how about we just practice the word? Speak life only. Speak life only. Just... If you can't think of life, then shut up. I wasn't looking at you particularly. Just <laughs> James said, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. How about we practice the word? Come on, guys. We're Christ followers. We're believers. I want more than a t-shirt. I want results. I said, I want results. I want everything that God says I can have. Well, then I'm going to have to practice his word. Number three I got to give the word first place in my life. This is going to be hard for us. Look at Proverbs 4, starting at verse 20. Proverbs 4, starting at verse 20, it says, My son, attend unto my saints. Hearken unto my voice. Incline thine ear to my saints. Listen to what I'm saying. Look at verse 21. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Quit looking at other stuff. Quit listening to other voices. Stop it. Get back to the word. Keep my words in the midst of your heart. Look at 22 now. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. Let me, let me talk to the men for a minute. Listen to what God's saying because his word is life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. It's life and health to you and everything connected to you. Your wife's spiritual health can be increased by your hearing and attending to God's word. Health to all their flesh. My sons, great shall be the peace of my sons. They shall be taught of the Lord. Why? Because I'm hearing the voice of God. And it's life and health to all my flesh. Not just, this isn't just about me. This is about all my flesh. Everybody connected to me is going to get healthier. Oh, come on, somebody. Put the word first. Put the word for, I don't care what your boss told you. I don't care what the government told you. I don't care what the doctor told you. I don't care what the bill collector told you. What did God say to you? Put the word first. Well, in, in an economy like this, I don't participate in recession. There ain't no recession in heaven. They have not pawned off the pearly gates or anything. You know, the price of gas doesn't upset, you know, they don't park the chariots and go down to little mopeds. They, 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 they you know, it's just life goes on. Okay? 
we're, we're not in trouble here unless we put what the, you know, what CNN's saying before what God's saying. You know, turn on the TV and listen to the news and, and it won't be long till you hear the word crisis. Let me tell you what the crisis is. You're listening to the news instead of to God. That's the foundation of your crisis. Knock it off. Put the word first. Put the, well, that's not reasonable. Yeah, but you, you're expecting unreasonable results. You want God to do the supernatural. So you're going to have to be willing to cross the line of reason. God's going to tell you to do all kinds of stuff that don't make sense. By now, we should know Proverbs fourteen twelve. There's a way that seems right to you, but it stinketh. Do it God's way, right? So you've got to put his word first. Number four, you have to immediately obey. You have to learn to immediately obey. There are some things that you don't need the angels to come down and wake you up in the middle of the night to tell you what to do. You've heard so many scriptures and so many messages, and you've got, so you, you know, every time you pull out your little Holy Ghost fortune cookie out of the bread of life on the kitchen table, you get the same verse. God's talking to you already. It's not like we need a spirit of revelation to come on us. We need a spirit of obedience to come on us. You don't need to pray about it. You need to obey about it. We need to be people who obey immediately. We, we know what to do. Now, if somebody smacks you, you know what to do. You turn the other cheek. You may not want to. They may not deserve it. You might not be in the mood for it, but you already know what to do. Hello? You know that God's already called you to live a generous life. So get over being so tight and immediately obey God. You might as well get it over with because you're going to do it. If you're going to be a Christ follower, trust me, he's going to get you where he needs you to be. So meditate the word. Get in that book, man. Start chewing it up. Meditate, 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 meditate. Practice what you've meditated. Practice, 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 practice. Put the word of God first. Don't let anything, because the minute you start living the word, other voices are going to come, other thoughts, other reasonings, other, other, other you know, uh, perspectives, and they're going to come. No, the word of God's first. Word of God is first. I might make mistakes, but I can tell you what, the word of God's going to be first. Word of God's going to be first, and I'm going to immediately obey the things I already know. I'm, I don't even have to pray about. I just need to obey about. I'm going to get on this thing. I'm going to meditate. I'm going to practice. I'm, I'm going to put the word first, and I am going to immediately obey. You know why? Because I'm about ready to step into the realm of incredible results. If you think that you're going to get incredible results living a life disobedient to the word, the results you're going to get will be incredible, but they won't be the ones that you want. Matthew says that the guy who hears these sayings of mine, but doesn't do them, he's a fool. And the wind's coming, the rain's coming, the flood's coming, and great shall be the fall of that man. So he does actually get great results. But I don't think you want great results in the form of fall. I think you want great results in the form of lifting up, resurrection life, right? We, we, the enemy heard that you were connected to us. So he's going to come challenge you. Told you, it's a day of full disclosure. What God's going to have us as a body do, hell's not real excited about. Well, they are, but not in a good way. So opposition's coming. 
But the opposition can't distract you from the end result that God's called you to. So you're going to have to meditate, practice, put the word first, and obey what God says to do. And you're going to see awesome results. God is going to speak to you as you meditate that word. As you, you know what? I'd encourage you even today, get, you know, go online, download the message, get the CD, however you do it every day, put this in your spirit every day and let don't, don't take, when you're taking notes, don't just write down what I say, write what the spirit of God's saying to you while you're listening to what I say. Faith don't cometh by hearing Tom. Faith cometh by hearing God. So, you know, and you just get in there and listen and listen and listen and listen and listen and listen. And pretty soon God will just say something to you. And you go, wow, I had never seen that before. You know how many times I say that every week? We're in the office, we're constantly sitting down at the table going, check this out. Get in the word. Open your ear and the spirit of God is going to begin to talk to you. The voice of the Lord is filled with the power to produce results. Amen. Close your book. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that we are your children. We are led by your spirit and our spirit is the lamp of the Lord. And as we get into your word, which has the power to divide, even to cutting a center of soul and spirit, there's a division. We, we are separating our spirit from our soul. We're learning how to walk in the spirit and be led by the spirit. And your voice is going to speak clearly into each and every life represented in this room. And that voice is so filled with power. Father, we know that even by next week, we're going to be hearing great testimonies. I heard God say, do this. Didn't make any sense. I did it. Look what happened. And Father, results are on their way. We are, we are moving into the land of great God results. And we praise you for it and we thank you for it. If you're here today while eyes are 